wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class redneck dude. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at WrestlingTWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is... And all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine all night long. Here's Jonathan Hood. Welcome in to another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram at WrestlingTWT. That's WrestlingTWT. Also on our YouTube page, YouTube.com. Have you been to our YouTube page? YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday for interviews that you might have missed. Glad that you are with me here for another edition of TWT. Shouts out to the TWT tribe checking in every Tuesday with fresh pro wrestling content. If you missed some of our previous episodes, we review All Elite Wrestling, year one for All Elite Wrestling. Really had a lot of positive feedback about that and some opinions about All Elite Wrestling year one with Dynamite. Um, Man, so the NXT TakeOver 31 review, Clash of Champions review. Also, a shout out to our to uh, Animal, R.I.P. Animal, our episode where we talk about Road Warrior Animal, the celebration of a life, a Road Warrior Animal, uh, and talking about the NXT UK and so much more. So if you have not checked out some of the previous episodes, check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Wherever you download your podcast, tell people, Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, right here on the ESPN Chicago app and everywhere else that you get your podcast. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Thanks so much for downloading it. You know, one of the things that's really annoying about the WWE is that every year it's a WWE draft. It's time to shake things up, pal. Time to shake things up. And there's a draft, right? And the drafts are just lazy. lazy, They're lousy. And they're supposed to be a separation of the brands, right? Raw and SmackDown. I remember in the early 2000s, somewhere around there, where the WWE had a separation of Raw and SmackDown superstars. Where I was so locked into SmackDown when it was run by Paul Heyman, I was all about it. And, And now... When the WWE says it's time to shake things up and have a draft, th- these wrestlers are going to different brands whenever they want to. The real sign of this is when we were having crowds before the pandemic when people were going to arenas to see the WWE, and there'd be a draft, and all of a sudden on the house shows, the live events, all of a sudden SmackDown wrestlers are on Raw, on Raw cards, or Raw wrestlers on SmackDown. It's like... So what is this draft? It's just a waste of time. Complete waste of time. Well, I'm going to call my buddy Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to have an old-fashioned draft. We are going to have a draft between 
AEW and NXT. A real draft. Meaning that I might choose a roster of NXT wrestlers or he might choose a bunch of AEW wrestlers. We're going to pick the best 15 wrestlers and have a real draft. I hope that you're going to enjoy this. And I want to get your feedback on it as well. And who's going to have the better draft, Josh or me? So it's just AEW versus NXT. We're going to have our own draft. Also, Josh will fill us in on what's going on with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I had a few tweets asking me about the G1. Look, my schedule, if you have you know my schedule, you know I'm working mornings uh, with David Kaplan, Cap and J-Hood mornings on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, 7 to 10 a.m. Central Time. So... Uh, I've watched some. I have not watched a ton, but I know that Josh could fill us in on that. And we'll also get to some news and notes as well in this edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Let me call Josh, and we'll get underway with our draft. AEW versus NXT. This should be interesting. There he is, Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Joins us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Josh, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Connie, I got to tell you, man, um, under the Black Hats, really exceeding my expectations during the pandemic. Oh, God. (laughs) Please, uh, save that for Thursdays at 6 a.m. when that comes up. (laughs) Save that for Thursdays or Wednesdays if you care to listen uh, to AEW commentary. Um, You know, Josh, I I said in the open of this podcast, I said... The thing that is always disappointing, that's almost guaranteed, is the WWE draft. I said that, you know, I still feel strongly about this. You can say there's a draft happening, but if you have a cross-section of superstars still going from Raw to SmackDown and back and forth, it's like, it's not really a draft. Why even have this if if the wrestlers don't stick to their brands for you to be able to enjoy it? Right, and I've always mentioned this when they've done the draft over the last couple of years. I just don't think, uh, when you look at the big picture hoodie, I don't think it's good to have uh, WWE draft before WrestleMania season starts because you still, if you look at the WWE calendar and, you know, Survivor Series around the corner and the World Rumbles around the corner, you're still going to find ways where you're kind of interlooping these other performers from one brand to another uh, just because it's the whole brand versus brand thing and that kind of murkies waters. I, I've always been an advocate of just doing the draft um, after WrestleMania. And secondly... My the biggest disappointments I ever have with the draft is the fact that they don't capitalize on the network when it comes to the draft. When you have um, a WWE draft, I think it should be uh, just a network special. I don't think it should be on television. I agree with that. I agree with that because it's a waste of time. Quite frankly, it's a waste because you're waiting through these draft picks. I, I know that these wrestlers won't stick on their particular brand. And then on top of that, you're waiting through commercials on Raw and SmackDown to see who's getting drafted where. It's like if it's a network special, now you only have promos for WWE content. That's why I wish the WWE network if, or the WWE understood how to really use their network. Right, You can be able to do so many more things than what they have to the point where I'm starting to think that in the very near future, like they're sell- either closing down the network or selling it off to some other brand. Because I remember when it first opened 
hell when it was when it was classics right the the, right. the when it was the on demand the ott the on demand I, it was i thought it was much better because it was must watch you remember this josh right the on demand yeah. feature was like oh man i better watch this because it'll go away in 30 days and, and so i think that's the difference yeah i always had the anticipation when the next legends of wrestling uh special would come out because that was my favorite like sit down wwe produced like talk show they've done uh you know, they had the great panels with Mean Gene. You would have Dusty on there a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hayes with his fanny pack. Uh, Pat Patterson. Like, I, I'm always a sucker for history, and I really enjoyed Legends of Wrestling. And when I was in, I think at the end of, uh, the beginning of high school is when that series ended. And it's like, man, I loved that show. And I, I, in a way, I kind of wish they kept on with it, but they didn't. I don't know why. And allegedly slightly inebriated Michael Hayes saying, I like Andy. Is that, is that, <laughs> I was like, oh, they must have had like a little cocktail hour right before between tapings. I'm like, yeah, I know that Michael Hayes. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's with it. Um, no, but I, I enjoyed that too. I enjoyed that a lot too. So the reason why that Josh and I are here is to be able to, because the WWE draft fails to be able to keep their wrestlers on brands, we decided to look at both rosters of NXT and AEW, you know, the wins and eight wars. And so we're going to look at the top 15 wrestlers, right, based on what we choose. And you can decide who has the better roster. So just NXT. Don't be trying to cheat with NXT UK, Josh. Don't be trying to give me a vaulter. Don't be trying to do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't uh, sneak in a uh, Eddie Dennis. No, you don't, don't be trying to sneak in like an Eddie Dennis on me or a Dragonoff. No, pure okay. NXT against pure AEW rosters. Yeah. Speaking of NXT UK, really quick, if you guys want to see a really good tag team match, make sure to check out Imperium versus Dragonoff and Pete Dunn from last week's NXT UK. You're welcome. Ah, yeah, I agree. Well, and listen. <laughs> Your podcast and my podcast uh, have talked so much about NXT UK. People need to get on it. People need to get on it. It's the best professional wrestling show out there. That's correct. I, I would I would not disagree with that at all. All right. I've got a penny here. You call it in the air, and we'll decide who starts the draft. You ready? Go. Start with Tails. All right. Here we go. Tails. Damn it. It is Tails. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so you could choose from either NXT or AEW if you're making a draft using both rosters, men or women. By the way, tag teams are, are one pick. We can also do tag teams for one pick, just like the WWE does, I guess. So who's your number one pick between AEW and NXT? Your number one pick, Josh. I gotta tell you, uh, Jonathan Hood. Uh. All right, Triple H, what do you got there? <laughs> The first pick I have for my draft is a man that has great libertary skills, but also a great in-ring performer. In my opinion, today's modern professional wrestler, my first pick is MJF. MJF. Wow. All right. All right. So Josh takes MJF first pick in the draft. Okay, well, then for the Hood Draft, using the rosters of NXT AEW, Adam Cole, baby. I'll take Adam Cole as my number one pick 
uh, for my draft. Uh, number two. Number two, I'm going to go with the NXT North American champion. That would be Damian Priest. Damian Priest. All right. I'm a big fan of Damian Priest. You and I have talked about him um, j- just because he comes across different. Not a flippy guy, tall guy um, that has is a tenured wrestler in the independent circuits and now doing a great job for NXT. I just think the look and the wrestling prowess is right there. Uh, that guy could be the NXT heavyweight champion at some point, I think. Yes, and I'm when it comes to my side of the draft, I'm looking for foundational pieces and Damian Priest, uh, whether he's gonna be a baby face or a heel, depending how his future play out. I I just think Damian Priest is could be a foundation piece for the entire wrestling landscape, not just the WWE. So that's where I'm going with Damian Priest. My friend, I will take my second pick. First pick was Adam Cole. Second pick. Uh, I'm going FTR. Okay. Ah, how about that? I'm I'm taking FTR, a tag team in which you don't know if they're baby faces or heels. It's it's <laughs> it's it's. it's I, I imagine that they're heels. They have a manager that has the lateral movement of a rose bush in Tully Blanchard, um, which is amazing. To like, I don't know why he's out there, but he's out there, uh, and so they'll be soon taking on the Young Bucks. And I will ask the question, why are the Young Bucks turning heel when FTR now is become heels? That makes no sense to me. Here's the question I have for the uh, TWT tribe. First off, does the RK cabinet come with the uh, draft pick? (laughs) (laughs) So bootleg. Such a bootleg thing. Second question. Honestly, why, outside of the wrestling moves, what interest do you really have in FTR versus the Young Bucks now? Uh, none. Especially if the Young Bucks come out on top. Like, I don't know where this is leading to, but FTR has run roughshod over the tag team division, which is really weird because FTR is, like, training these guys. You saw them against uh, Hybrid 2 recently, right? Yeah. Garbage. I- Garbage. Like, like, dude, like, I guess the tag team division is filled, filled with preliminaries. It's getting unfortunate where you're seeing matches on TNT that belong on YouTube. That's fair to say. Uh, but FTR is doing their job. I mean, I, I, what they're doing, I saw 25 to 30 years ago. Those type of moves is awesome. It's right. awesome. But these kids are not used to wrestling. And I'm not saying slowly, but I'm not. they're not used to being able to be in situations where they're in trouble. They think, wait, where's my ABABBABA back up? you know, side to side button. I mean, and aren't I supposed to, no, 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 you don't fire back at me after I put a move on you, son. No, you're going right. to, no, you no, you have to fight from underneath because you're the baby faces. It's like, they're teaching those guys. It's really strange. Okay. So you got MJF and Damian Priest. Number three. Number three, I'm going to go with the first female off the board here in the TWT draft. I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, Rhea Ripley. You know, it's funny. You and I were on her uh, prowess as a wrestler before anybody else because we saw her at NXT UK. Yes. Um. So I'm going with my third pick. I'm going Kenny Omega. 
Kenny Olivier. Yes, I'm going Kenny Olivier. Yes, Jim. Jim Cornette. Uh, you know why? Because whatever this nonsense is, you and I know better, right? We know yeah. that that guy can go. And I don't know... I don't know where this is leading to. Maybe he'll be more of himself as far as just a fantastic singles wrestler that we saw in New Japan. Um, of course, he doesn't have a lot of talent to take on to have those five-star matches anymore, but Kenny Omega is number three on my list. Who's four for you? Number four on the team of Joshi is Finn Bella. Damn it. The NXT champion, pal. Broken jaw. Broken jaw. Damn it. <laughs> uh, number four on my list. Tony, Tony Storm. Uh, Tony, Tony Storm. Hey, I got to start my women's division. So yes, I, you do. So I, I'm going Tony Storm. I'm taking, I'm taking the lovely and talented Tony Storm with my number four pick. Um... For those that have never seen Tony Storm or only seen Limited, she can go. She is really good. So maybe this means Josh will see like Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, like a WrestleMania. Is that possible? I believe it's possible, and it's definitely a match that could main event uh, bigger pay per views down the road as well. So um, to have a Rhea Ripley Tony Storm feud on a bigger platform in the WWE is definitely good business down the road especially when fans come back number 5 for Team Joshi okay number 5 um excuse me can I have a vowel here um uh huh (laughs) with the next pick Team Joshi selects the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer ah Lance Archer Let's see. Lance Archer can't win the AEW Television Championship. Can't win the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Then why did he come over from Japan? Good question. <laughs> Good thing I'm not Tony Khan. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, because I know what you sell, but you texted me and go, if you're going to switch the title, do it now, right? See yes. And, and, and there it was. Last second garbage match. You know what we're gonna do? We have no disqualification. Why? Because why? Because the heavyweight champion just can't go straight up in a match. Why can't it? No. Why, why did? Why was this no? Oh, it was no disqualification because that's what makes the champion comfortable. Oh, what does it say for PWI that the number one wrestler can only have no disqualification matches for it to be interesting? I agree with you. I agree with you. Let me go down here. Let me see. Murder Hawk. Where is he on my list here? Oh, Lance, By the way, Lance Jake is not coming with Lance Archer. He's not. Okay. <laughs> I love I love Jake, but I'm not bringing Jake. I'm leaving Lance to be Lance. Next on my list, you know what? Josh, I am going Pete Dunn. Nice. Pete Dunn. Now, he goes back and forth between the UK brand and NXT, but he is an NXT guy. He's just stuck over there in the That's UK. That's fair. Yeah, but he That's is. He, but he's. I looked it up. He officially is an NXT guy because because Triple H loves him. He wants him not to be part of the UK brand, or if he is, he wants him to be a special attraction for the UK brand. He's just stuck there, but he officially is an NXT guy. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My first tag team I'm taking off the board is SCU. Really. 
Yes. All right. Now, which combination? Uh, I'm going to go with Bad Influence. I'm going to go original. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Gazarian. All right. SCU off the board. Okay. So, number six for me. I am going to go um, Fish and O'Reilly. Okay. I'm going Fish and O'Reilly for my second tag team. So, so far, we're through our first six picks. Josh has MJF. Think of, And again, as you listen to this, think how this would look in a, on a roster. If you had MJF, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, Lance Archer, and SCU, the originals with Daniels and Kazarian. On my side, think about a roster that has Adam Cole, FTR, Kenny Omega, Tony Storm, Pete Dunne, and Fish and O'Reilly. All right, number seven for you, sir. Number seven, I'm going to go back to the women's division. My next pick is the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. Io, damn it. All right, Io Shirai. She's over, huh? Yes, she is over, pal. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, well, I, now you know what it is. Now I got to go back and watch when she was in front of fans. It's been so long. Yeah, you you could tell a little difference with the ambiance of certain entrances when people come out without the fans and stuff. But it, even I still remember before the pandemic started that EO was highly over. I, I'd definitely say go back and watch the uh, Takeover Portland. Where, where I think EO had her last NXT title match with the crowd there. So, yeah, I'm definitely going with EO. Uh, to me, in ring, she may be the best in ring performer for all female wrestlers. All right, my friend, my seventh pick, I'm going with Hangman Adam Page. Ooh. Well, you don't like that. You know, like, no, I, I'm I'm curious. Is he still gonna be uh, downtrodden like the young bucks are, or <laughs> what? What hangman are we gonna get? Lady? That's why I want to know. You know, we should have known about AEW. As I sat there at the Sears Center in the main event, Jericho Page. Right, and not saying that that was an, a bad match. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that I can't. I I really believe the majority of people at the Sears Center knew Jericho was going to go over and did not believe in Paige because of the build. Like, it's more believable now as a drunk than it was as just a white meat baby face in that matchup. Right. So I'm going to go Adam Page because I think he's got more to give. Okay, number eight. I'm going with Pentagon Jr. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, okay. Pentagon. Not Phoenix. No, I'm going to go with Pentagon uh, Dark from Lucha Underground. That's the version I'm going with. Oh, Pentagon from, from AEW Dark. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the one that was interesting in Lucha Underground. Okay. All right. Because the little guy doesn't look like much on AEW. Not a lot of them do. <laughs> okay. All right. Whew. All right, let me cross this off the list. <laughs> and it's a, it's a lot of good still left on the board, though. Um, yes. Let me see. I need another singles. Uh, uh, 
I'll I'll take Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. He did, but he'd have to be an attraction for my for my company because he gets yes. hurt a lot. He's an attraction. Oh, <laughs> you're an attraction! God damn it! <laughs> gotta have the medical team on speed dial if you're gonna have them weekly. <laughs> you know what? Here's a column for you for the future. Here's okay. an idea. You ready? And for those wrestling journalists that are listening to our podcast, you know what you don't get in wrestling anymore, and you've seen this over the years watching tapes. You don't get the you don't get the special attraction coming into your territory anymore. Right. You know, like you go back to the old days and it's just like, you know who's gonna come into the territory. I'm tired of getting beat up, so I'm gonna bring in King Kong Brody or you know what I I need a tag team partner. I get tired of being doubled and triple team. I'm bringing in Abdul the Butcher, like those kind of things. You know, you don't get the free agent guy that just comes in. Like the last time we saw that was like Jeff Cobb, yes. <laughs> and he was in for a cup of he was in for a cup of coffee and left and lost. Yeah, didn't he lose to Moxley too? I think, Wasn't that the deal? I think so. I think so. We don't get that in wrestling anymore. The free, the hot free agent that comes in for like a, a pay-per-view or for like a TV event and then like he's there for a few weeks and leaves. Yeah, you know, that I don't, we don't get that anymore. <laughs> I remember uh, when Liger showed up for uh, the takeover in Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my God, Liger's going to be part of NXT. No, not really. <laughs> no, no. Just their attraction match. Attraction, God damn it. All right, so number nine for you. Number nine, I'm going to go back to Tag Team Wrestling, pal. Uh-oh, I'm gonna uh-oh, so, uh-oh. I'm going to select the group known, formerly known as LAX, Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. And I will counter with Phoenix and Pentagon. Or Phoenix, okay. Phoenix and Penta, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Phoenix and Penta. I will take those two. They need to learn the American tag team rules. Uh, they don't hold a rope, but God. Yeah, and you got you know, Ruffy, you know you have to count to five whenever uh heels holding a rope. Jeez. So I'll take Phoenix and Pentagon. Uh you know, it's so funny. So I saw them in MLW, seen them in uh Triple A? Did I have that right? Triple A? Yes, I've triple seen, yes, I triple A. So I've I've seen them, and this is like I remember when they first came to AEW, and they just they did the old uh, Mexican tag team rules thing, just like okay, you know what? I'm tired of wrestling. You come in, like no tag, just coming in, just like dude, like that doesn't work. Like the the American wrestlers over here, are like what? Wait, what is this guy doing in here? There wasn't even there wasn't even a tag. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right, number ten for you, sir. Number 10, I do believe you need to have balance in the women's division, especially heels and baby faces. And I think this young lady is undervalued and underappreciated for what she brings to today's wrestling. And I'm going with Dakota Kai to join Team Joshi. Dakota Kai. All right. She's really come on, hasn't she? Yes. Yes, she is. Uh, more than I expected, to be honest with you, and I've, I've really been impressed with her re- uh, recently. Tell you what, this WWE, uh, well, maybe maybe not WWE proper, but NXT, they know how to be able to develop these women. I'm just telling you, like, it, yeah. it's night and day from almost all the promotions. They they know how to do it. Um, number ten. 
Oh, some good ones on here, Josh. Still got some quality. They have, this is accentuating exactly what we're seeing on Wednesday nights here because you can go a lot of different directions. Um, number 10. You know, since you went woman, I will also go woman. Uh, I will go woman. I'll go Chucky T. No. Um... <laughs> God, that guy sucks. Um, <laughs> Please, free Beretta, free Beretta. Oh my God! I mean, but it's but you saw it so much last week, though. Like Trent's working his ass off, Josh, for real. Like he's working it, man. And it's like Trent clearly is a better worker. Like, so what is his? I don't know. Um, okay, instead, well, I found it interesting that Chuck Taylor decided to wear matching gear with his partner for actual tag title matches this time. <laughs> I just instead I, of looking like a freaking <laughs> uh, flea market bum that you have in uh, Ashland <laughs> in the Southside Coast, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, it's the worst, man. Like, look, boy, don't you don't just because you came from the Indies, that don't mean you got to look indie. Yeah. Um, how about this? I'll go Pac. Ooh, aha! He's been off the radar, but uh, that's it's, a good take. Just stuck, stuck. But but okay. he stuck over there in the UK. But Pac, when it, once he's able to travel, I mean that guy. He you can't tell me that guy didn't make an impact when he was in. I mean that he was like the most believable guy in the company for a while. I'm like that guy's really angry for real. <laughs> yes, I love Pac. You know what? Um, since you uh, brought up somebody who's stuck in the UK, I'll raise you another. I'm gonna. My next pick is the real NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin. You're you're cheating. Um, I'm not cheating. You're cheating. You're cheating. That's that's such a that's such a cheat. That, no, that's not cheat. I have a fair case. You, he didn't say he was stuck <laughs> over there. Is he now? He lost the cruiserweight championship to the guy that we no, see on NXT didn't. now. They had to do an interim tournament. That's why Escobar's the champion. Ah, that's right. That's <laughs> fair. Now that, that's a, that's a guy that could be world champion, so that that trumps anything I come up with now. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so the true Irish ace. I mean that guy, dude. That guy's just money. He's like Alex Hammerstone. Just give him all the money, right? Just give it to yes. him. All the money. Just just give it every bit. Just just shower him with money. He's that good. Um. Ugh, I'll go with Doctor Britt Baker. <laughs> So I'm guessing Tony's going to be in your booth, right? Of course he's going to be. One can't call it out the other, right? Well, of course <laughs> Tony's going to be in my... Tony's the lead of my company. Okay. <laughs> Between both brands, Tony is the play-by-play guy. Are you kidding me? Who's number 12 for you? Okay, number 12. On my there's still quality on the board. A lot of quality. A lot. I'm going with somebody that... Those who are freaking listeners to the Who's Pockets would be surprised with. I'm going with the Jeff Jarrett of the 2020 era of pro wrestling. Cody Rhodes is my next pick. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Cody's mad and he's going to go back to his regular hair color 
And now that he's <laughs> over with that, God dog collar match, let's go back to being blonde again. That's brutal. <laughs> am I a heel or am I a baby face? Oh, I'm not gonna go with the tired tropes. Well, how about it? How about how tired is the trope that you are continuing to dye your hair blonde? I gotta ask, is that the brandy effect? I don't want to make it uh, sexist or whatever, but no. it's so odd that both of them switch heel and face as the weeks go by. It's worse than Big Show, Hoodie. <laughs> I, I know it's my pick, but I'm you know, picking it for different reasons. But, jeez, it's... That's why you should not have the boys in an executive roles. But that's just my opinion. Well, who told you, brother? Who told you that? Don't, you didn't. Don't, you let, didn't. don't let the boys have the pencil. Just saying. Never. Um, even though Tony Khan is the one that makes all the final decisions, he says... Um. Okay. So I, I'm going <laughs> just with like just like how we find out reports that Chris Jericho writes all the promos for every WWE talent that comes into AEW. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, 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 Miro. This is good. It's good shit. Go, Miro. Right. Say that. Say that, Miro. No, 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 no. It's good shit. Um, Johnny Gargano is my twelfth pick. Okay. Not this clown that we're seeing here every Wednesday. I'm talking about the guy that can go. That guy, yeah, not not the trolling uh, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> uh, I'm not. So, um, I am a. I'm a big advocate for his wife, but the current Johnny Gargano scene, no, thank you. <laughs> no. Thirteen. Thirteen. I'm gonna go with absolute Ricky Starks. You bastard. <laughs> we knew he was good in the NWA, and we're like, there's something to this guy. And so when I first saw him in the NWA, Josh, I thought heel. Didn't you? I did too. And I was like, why is he babyface? Guy's got a chain on. He does like the little thing with his like the leg and like the you know, he brings the head the head down like Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, that's interesting. That guy's a heel. But he they remember he started off babyface. Yeah, and he has a he has a punchable face like the Sims uh, characters. Yes, you know the video game Sims. So like, <laughs> yes, yeah, you definitely need one of those seven heels on a roster. So uh, I I love Ricky Starks and uh, one of the few matches I've enjoyed on Dynamite over the last month or so was the one he had with Darby Allen, and I think Ricky Starks' future is pretty bright for him. So, all right, uh, I'm going Karrion Cross. Oh. A healthy, <laughs> a healthy carrying cross. I, I got to thirteen. I got carrying cross. Shows you the depth. Fell into a damn genjutsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that NXT championship is is uh, cursed. Yes. Everyone gets hurt. I love Killer Cross. Oh man, that's Four, great. Fourteen. <laughs> The steal the draft, pal. Yep, and got him at 13. Value. Yes. All right, number 14, my final female selection in Team Joshi, Serena Deeb. Ooh. All right. <laughs> she should be over more. I agree. I may cross. I got her on my list, too. Let me cross her off here. I really wanted to pick Penelope for for other reasons, but... No. Was, no all right, all right, JR. <laughs> all right, JR. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Um. So fourteen. Uh, ba, 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 ba. 
Oh, 14. Austin Theory. Austin Theory, nice. You like that? I like that. I, I like Austin Theory. Uh, it's you know he's been one of the most consistent performers on Wednesday nights over the last couple of years. I mean, pick pick the match you didn't like from Austin Theory. You got a Damian Priest one. You got an Adam Cole one. He had a really good one with Johnny Gargano last Wednesday night. Um, Austin Theory is good. That's a great selection. Your last pick, sir, number fifteen. My last pick. This young man had a tremendous perform- performance at NXT TakeOver 31. His name is Kyle O'Reilly. No, sir. Can't take him. I got, O'Re- take- I got, I got O'Reilly and Fish, remember? Oh, you said Fish. Huh? I thought you said Fish is strong. No, no. Uh, okay. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, no. I think the, the, the actual tag team from Undisputed Era. Okay. Revise. Take two, okay, pal. All right, number fifteen. My final pick for Team Joshi. I say a Swerve Scott. Swerve Scott. All right, and number fifteen for me. Boy, I got a lot of choices. I got Bronson Reed. I got I got um, Orny Lorkin. I got Birch. I got Imperium. I got Killian Dane. Uh, Velveteen Dream, Kushida, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, uh, Darby Allen. Go to the moon. Uh, 15. Sammy Guevara. Okay. Sammy Guevara. You don't like that. I don't like him. I don't like the fact that him and uh, Aido decided to continue out with that feud with Matt Hardy because uh, it hasn't worked <laughs> the last three times. So, <laughs> um, so, so let's. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like Matt Nagy trying to convince everybody that Cordero Paris is going to be an effective uh, offensive weapon. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dying on the horse. But hey, Sammy Guevara's a good talent. Uh, <laughs> uh, look at Josh with the pander. You're. you're let's look at Josh. He, that's Jr. for he's a good hand. That's very good, Josh. He, look, the, the, oh, it's a good pick. Yeah, he's a good hand. Um, so here's Josh's picks. MJF is his first pick out of everyone. Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, Lance Archer, SCU, and that is the original SCU. Um, and I was gonna take Scorpio Sky. Um, Io Shirai. Pentagon, Santana and Ortiz, Dakota Kai, Jordan Devlin, Cody Rhodes, Ricky Starks, Serena Deeb, and Swerve Scott. And I have Adam Cole, baby. I have FTR. I have Kenny Omega, Tony Storm, Pete Dunne, Fish and O'Reilly, Adam Page, Ciampa, uh, Phoenix and Penta, Pac, Dr. Britt Baker, and Tony, um, Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, Austin Theory, and Sammy Guevara. Now, let's review the names that we did not take. So, on the AEW side, you did not take Chris Jericho. And neither did I. No. You, I, I, I don't believe Chris Jericho should be on national television for a little while. Whoa. I, I think he's uh, overstaying his welcome. I 
don't okay maybe you have a heel versus heel feud since that's all we do at AEW now with him versus MGF maybe that would be interesting I, I have no idea but I, I for me Chris Jericho is serving no purpose right now in AEW and it's kind of hindering his legacy right now to be honest with you I think that at this point Jericho is an attraction and if, yes. if, if, I'm that, if that sounds like he's old then he is getting older and not saying he can't have a good match. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that now you're overexposing the guy. Now, this week as we record this, on the 21st of October, it's him and MJF. And they're going back and forth. And it's so WWE. If this was WWE, it would get killed. Because, yes. it, because it's AEW, it will win on Wednesdays. This whole That will be the biggest segment on AEW, a stake dinner between MJF and Jericho. So I don't it, it, here's what I predict. I predict Josh that MJF takes uh takes the um the group away from Jericho and Jericho goes babyface. That's what I think's going to happen. So MJF runs inner circle? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Probably. So let's go through the names. We we both didn't take Jericho. We right. both didn't take the Young Bucks. That's that, uh, think, that's gonna that's gonna that explains itself. That's gonna get some heat. No, that's gonna get some heat with people. They're, I'm gonna get my inbox lit up with that. They're not gonna yeah, like, like that. Like you said this morning on the radio, be offended. Be offended. Yeah, I know. Sammy Guevara took. Oh, Matt Hardy. We did not take. No. Maybe it would be my supplemental pick if we had one, but no. Yeah, I should ask you. Like out of these names, who would be? So Jungle Boy, we did not take. I would take Jungle Boy if I'll, we had more picks. I like Jungle Boy. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm, not fan, I'm not a fan of uh, Luchasaurus' stunted growth, but I, I like Jungle Boy. That's fair. Not as much as not as much as Jr. does, but I like Jungle Boy. Uh Matt Hardy. We said that there's a reason for that. Um, he's a veteran. Jungle Boy, uh, Darby Allen. You know, can I tell you something just between you and I? Yeah. I don't get it. You don't get it? Nope. You know, I what kind of t- took me back was kind of like the announcers making it seem like he is the next Jeff Hardy without any actual reason behind it. Oh, he just re- reminds me of Jeff Hardy. Okay, why? <laughs> oh, it's just, he's just a strange enigma. Why? Well, why? <laughs> yeah, like, well, he's just, you know, reminds me of Jeff Hardy. Why? 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 Because he why? Because he's had ten DUIs. Yeah, I, I don't get that comp. No, uh, no, I'm like seriously, like here, here's yeah. the, here's what's wrong with that, right? You know, we're not going to spend we're going to spend a ton of time with this, but I just want to just point it out, Josh. Like when when the Hardys came into the WWE, no one said they remind me of the Rock and Roll Express. No one. No one said that. No. no, nobody said that. Like so, now we get wrestlers in twenty twenty, and and Jim Ross makes these, um, you know, these kind of comparisons. Like, oh, Sammy Guevara. Oh, when you see him, you see Eddie Guerrero. No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I don't see that at all. Actually, I I, I see the first Sammy Guevara. I don't see Eddie Guerrero. Well, that's what we mentioned before here on the on TWT hoodies that we mentioned the fact that now Jr. treats these live television shows as a watch along, as he would on uh, Grilling Jr. 
It's like he's putting on a scouting hat <laughs> while watching a live television show. He's not doing play-by-play anymore. So I'm not surprised when he makes these comparisons because Jim Ross is not calling wrestling matches anymore. He tries to jump in on Excalibur, but it doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I get you. Um, it, it hinders the perceptions of these performances too when that happens, but that's just my opinion. I, uh, so if you stop me, if you have a, I'm going to give you three supplemental picks and I'll have three. I wrote, okay. I wrote down, uh, so you took Jungle Boy, which is, yeah, yeah, I just, he still needs to learn, man. Just like, it's, it's okay. It just, he still needs to learn. It's, he's still so young. He seems still green to me in some ways. Um, I took Nyla Rose as a supplemental pick. Okay. Where's she been? <laughs> Um, it's been on AW Dark. Okay, I took Nyla Rose because I think that she's a beast. Um, I think that she's, I mean, that's a believable person when you see her in the ring. Like, okay, I can see that she can work. Um, right. What else did? Oh, we did not take Brody Lee. <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't take any of Dark Order. No, no Dark Order. None of them, right? None. Okay, you didn't take John Moxley. No, nope. <laughs> you don't want him as a supplemental pick either, huh? And I don't want, uh, I don't want uh, pockets either. So, so no Moxley. Uh, I'll take Brian Cage. Okay, I'll take Brian Where Cage. I remember when he cause I remember when he used to could work. Yeah, he was really good. At <laughs> <laughs> I was there the last time he actually worked at the at the Odium. I was there at when he was at Impact. Um, Trent. No, you can have him. I, I no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm just asking. Did you want? Did, uh, we didn't. We didn't pick Trent. You didn't. No, pick, you didn't pick Butcher and the Blade. No, forget that. Um, <laughs> Jake Hager. No. No oh, God, no. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Uh, I got MGF ready. Uh, Cole Cabana. <laughs> I love him, but no. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart? She, no, Sheeta? Sheeta, no. What's wrong with Sheeta? Uh, just repetitive. I, I have no reason to buy into her work. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't blame her for that big swole match. I mean, that was one of the worst matches of 2020. That's, that's on no, big, that was a lose lose situation. That's on Big Swole. She's awful. <laughs> She is. She is. She is awful. Um, anybody else in AEW you want to take, or can we move to NXT? Uh, any interest in Matt Sydal? Oh, for heaven's sakes! <laughs> Just gotta ask. <laughs> Do you want him? Do you want me to write him down for you? Uh, I'll take him. Why not? <laughs> I need somebody extra for the cruiserweight division. I need. So. <laughs> you need someone to slip off the top rope, off the top turnbuckle uh, on his debut. All right. Well, thank God I'm not doing BT uh, skits for that to happen. Oh, my God. Um, anybody else in AEW? No? No, that's it. All right. Uh, no cosplayers. Santana Garrett? Santana Garrett? No. Drake, How Ma- about Drake Maverick? Casey? Drake Maverick, yes. You want Drake Maverick? Okay. Yes. Well, that's all that, That's all you get then. That's three. <laughs> All right, so you get Matt, Drake Maverick, Mike, Matt Sydal, and Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took. Oh, you know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take Timothy Thatcher. That'll be my third pick. Very nice. Because I'm a wrestler's wrestler. So Thatcher, Nyla Rose, and Brian Cage. So, you, so here's what was interesting. 
So you did not take uh, Imperium. I didn't because I forgot that uh, Barthel and um, Eichner were still going to be part of the U.S. version. So, um, you did not take Velveteen Dream. No, I did not pick the Dream. You didn't take Dexter Loomis. I'm still fifty fifty on Loomis. You know, he was just better at Sam Shaw. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he just was much better. As, I, I know that sounds weak, but I liked him as Sam Shaw. The stalker, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, You didn't take Raul Mendoza, uh, Birch and Lorcan. Boy, they, they've been, they're good. They're, they're, boy, you turn the clock back like 30 years ago, Josh, they'd be over. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be that international team that gets booed out of the building, but they'd be on top. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be yes. like... So that would be the equivalent of the Russians, uh, Khrushchev and uh, Nikita Koloff, uh, the Barry Darso, uh, 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 Korsha Khrushchev character, because because right. Lorcan would be the American sympathizer and Birch... You know, being a UK guy. Mm. Oh my God. You didn't take Bronson Reed. You didn't take Dexter Loomis, I mentioned. Cameron Grimes should have been someone that you and I probably should have taken. I agree with you with that. I like Cameron Grimes. Um Killian Dane. Anything else that we might have that you might have considered? With Casey Canzaro? No. Guess you might know. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Anything else on this list? I I, I have a like I, I think I've scratched out everybody on here. We did we did forget Santos Escobar. No, I wasn't gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna do that. But I think that this tells a story of how there is are deep rosters on both. And if right. you start a franchise, you start a territory, Josh. You can win with that. If these eighteen people that you that you picked up here, and then you have preliminary wrestlers against these people, I mean, you. First of all, oh, by the way, so I should ask you, out of the uh, eighteen that you've taken, who's your first champion? MJF. Yeah, that works. That works. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going Karrion Cross. <laughs> I think I am. I think I'm going Karrion Cross as this monster heel that Kenny Omega can go after, or Adam Cole, or no, probably Kenny Omega, um, or Adam Page. I think I can work with this roster. It's There's just- a lot of avenues to go with both rosters, to be honest with you, especially the women's division as well. Um, I, I just like the parameters because with both of our rosters, I think we, me and you, we could humbly say that we would do a good job uh, putting these guys in positions to succeed <laughs> on both of our rosters. So nope, No question. Uh, don't forget, Josh is at ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com and the Hoots Podcast. What's going to be on your podcast? Uh, podcast this week, I'm going to really dive into uh, reviewing the past month I had covering the New Japan uh, G1 Climax Tournament. Uh, 
that just concluded this past Sunday. Congrats to Kota Ibushi, uh, who won the G1 for the second uh, consecutive year. Uh, some big news out of New Japan with Will Ospreay turning heel. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in New Japan, so I'll be recapping that. Got to make uh, previews and predictions for... Uh, we had two pay-per-views on uh, this weekend, Hoodie. First, starting off on Saturday night... We got Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory, yes. which would be a good pay-per-view. Uh, I looked at the card earlier today. There's some really good matches to look out for. Also, Hell in a Cell oh. coming up on Sunday as well for the WWE. So, um, yeah, they've got a lot to get down to with the Hoots Podcast. And uh, you guys can find the Hoots Podcast anywhere you get your podcast from. Uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all the wonderful streaming platforms. Lastly, sir, tell us about um, G1 Climax 30 because you see, I, I see Kota Ibushi as someone that really is a next-level guy, um, as really the future for the company. I think him and Sonata, actually, the future for the company. But I want to ask you about that. And also, I want, to, I want you to tell us more about this, the New Japan Strong results because reading through that <laughs> earlier today, thought it was interesting with David Finley uh, Fit Finley's son, Jeff Cobb, Kenta, and Chase Owens. So uh, give us um, uh, your thoughts on the last few days of the tournament. Well, I just want to give props to New Japan for actually pulling off the G1 Climax tournament, given everything that's going on with the pandemic. Uh, you know, this is the fourth time I've covered a G1 hoodie, and this is obviously going to be the most unique one just because of the circumstances. You know, originally in the past it would be like these G1 shows with like run for four hours per event <laughs> now this year it's a little different it was two and a half hours so even then there's still a lot of wrestling to jot down because there's 19 events in 30 days for this particular g1 and uh just overall takeaways that uh i saw a lot of transition for the company of new japan i just mentioned the little osprey turn turning on okada who was his best friend in chaos that was a big split there um seeing kind of a uh, a slump for Tetsu Naito, who's the double champion. Uh, Kota Ibushi uh, getting to win the G1, and a guy who actually signed his first long-term contract with New Japan. And like you said, Hoodie, he's definitely stamping his ground as could be the next actual face of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then, uh, you know, passing the torch down to guys like Sonata and Shingo Takagi, uh, you know, you still got your hitters like Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii. Those are my favorites in New Japan, obviously. And then um, Jeff Cobb. Uh, we mentioned Jeff Cobb earlier. Jeff Cobb did pretty well for uh, did pretty well for himself in this uh, G one. He had eight points, uh, better than he did last year with four points. So Jeff Cobb making a little bit of progress. And of course, you can't forget about the Triple H of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, <laughs> Jay White. Oh. Yes. Well, well, let me ask you this. From one year to the other, do you see improvements with Jay White, or do you feel like he's the same? I think he's getting much better in the ring from my takeaways from this time last year when I did the G1 to this year. He's just so fundamentally sound and just really good situationally. He's like one of the smartest in-ring wrestlers, I could say, that's out there in wrestling today. I, I love his style. Obviously, he does rely on a lot of mind games and stuff like that on the outside, but Jay White's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I'm not afraid to say that. I like I like watching uh, Jay White wrestle, and he's really good. I know that Okada and Osprey were in uh, the A block uh, a few days ago, what was that match like? Is that 
the best match, or, or can you narrow down the best match that you saw? This this year was the most difficult to pick one best match of the thing because especially when you look at the A block hoodie for who was in that block this year hoodie. Every night they could have like a match of the year, match of the tournament scenario. I I mentioned uh, Jay White. Uh, I thought one of the best matches from the A block was from Saturday, where uh, no, from Friday, where Ishii and Jay White had an almost thirty minute match, and that was probably my favorite match that I wrote down in the tournament. And also, it's a big deal because Ishii ruined the G one for Jay White. So if Jay White beat Ishii this past Friday hoodie, he would have been in the finals. So Ishii ruined that for him, and that was an awesome match. Um, but I think storytelling with Okada and Osprey was just different for the fact that they were best friends, and out came B. Prisley from AEW, and this big, hulking guy called the Great Okan, which kind of surprised me because I remember a young lion named Tomiyoki Oka uh, when I first started covering New Japan Pro Wrestling. He came back from Exurgeon as his big hulking messing heater guy named the great okan and looks like will osprey is trying to form his new faction in new japan pro wrestling so it wasn't really the match of the tournament for match reasons but it, that match in particular was the storytelling match of the tournament in my opinion uh so that's interesting so again go out of your way and still check out g1 climax um i got new japan I, strong New Japan strong, yeah. I, I got some, uh, I got some catching up to do with this because, uh, to me, they're still fresh. I can still, no matter if I read ProWrestlingTranscriptions dot com, that makes me want to see these matches more. So we ask you to go to the website and make sure that you um, bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions dot com. Uh, a couple of news and notes. You might as well stay with me for my news and notes here. Um, so let's see, Josh, we have a full. Uh, power struggle card for New Japan, do we not? Yes, it came out yesterday. Yeah, Naito defends both titles against Evil. Kota Ibushi defends his Wrestle Kingdom 15 title shot uh, against Jay White. Okada against the Great Okan, as you just mentioned. Uh, Toru Yano defends his KOPW 2020 oh, trophy against Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, no comment on Yano. Um, uh, but Power Struggle looks to be a really good card. Um, I know Jay White is going to be fighting, like you mentioned, for a boost for the um, the contract for uh, Russell Kingdom. That's going to be a really good match. Uh, Bushi and Jay White had a really good match in the G1, where G- Jay White actually beat Kota Bushi in that tournament. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that match. Uh, I think Power Struggle is going to be the last chance opportunity for Evil because, honestly, one of the biggest disappointments from the, the G1 this year hoodie was Evil. And I, I just haven't been feeling this heel turn with him and Bullet Club. It hasn't really made an impact on me, to be honest with you. I feel like Dick Togo brings him down as a performer. Who, and, who's, that, who's, uh, that, who's that you talking about? Uh, evil. No, no, the other guy you mentioned. Uh, Dick Togo. <laughs> that, Dick Dick Togo, I believe. I believe that's what you mean. Dick Togo. Dick Togo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is really the last chance for Evil to get his chance to be a champion before Wrestle Kingdom. So, um, you know, Naito and Evil have been fighting each other this entire summer. So Power Struggle is definitely going to be the uh, conclusion for that rivalry. 
I see that uh, Dark Side of the Ring has been uh, renewed for a third season. That's a good thing. Uh, I tweeted. Did you see my tweet recently uh, about that? Yes, I did. I, I, I think I'm glad they're coming back, but I need them to dig a little deeper. Like, like people are making suggestions because, you know, Dark Side of the Ring, their Twitter feed was like, hey, who should we, you know, who should we go after? And it's just like, no, you got to really dig for some stories here. Okay. Not, right. So I, so, I put, so I put on there Jim Ross. Wow. <laughs> for, for Dark Side of the Ring. Like, like that's not, that's not what you want to know. That's not what you want. Um, so I, I think I'm happy for it. I want them to go after Chris Colt. The story of Chris Colt is very interesting. Someone who, um, at during a time where it was not fashionable to be um, to be gay and be in wrestling, um, Chris Colt's story is fascinating. And I, I put uh, on if you go to Wrestling TWT, you could see my um, tweet at Dark Side of the Ring in my tweets and replies. There's a YouTube video of him when he wrestled. He was. I mean, he was dark for his time. We're talking about mid-70s to late 70s, Josh. And I've done a little research on him. I know other podcasts have talked about him as well. I'd love to know more about him. That's an interesting story to me. Yes, I'd be very interested in that one. I would like to know a lot more of the CM Punk departure from WWE. Sure. What you, that- what, what, you want to know if it's a work? <laughs> no, not no. I know it's the word. Uh, I, I want to know more from like the doctor, the lawsuit uh, portion of this drama between him and the company. And I know he's been a big fan of the series, so it'd be interesting if his career would be uh, cr- uh, chronicled on this because you know Punk has got a lot of Ultimate Warrior treatment in a way <laughs> since he's left the company. And I think this be obviously he's been the most controversial figure that left the company in the last five years so i think that'd be an interesting topic you know this past season for dark side of the ring was some really riveting television man like uh just really heart-wrenching to see the story of eddie guerrero and chris benoit's mur- uh deaths yeah uh, uh, and then you had the owen hart episode was really was really numbing to watch and they saw they they uh, marked the show the actual clip from the thing that uh unhooked owen hart uh, from King of the Ring was just that was wild. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Like that's right up there. My my favorite episode is the Gino Hernandez one. That's the, the Gino one was epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I cried because I loved Gino Hernandez when I was a kid. Even though he was a super heel, he was believable. Man, he's believable. Dude was seriously dating Farrah Fawcett, and it wasn't. This is during a time where it's, you know not the digital era. He brought right. in a picture. You've seen this, right? With Gordon Soley or whatever. And he yes. brings a photo album with him, with Farrah Fawcett. I'm like, oh, you guys were kicking at some club. Like like a regional wrestler like Gina Hernandez hooks up with Farrah Fawcett. For its time, that was awesome. Really awesome. Um, so I, I'm looking at this here. Like people talking about Eddie Gilbert in Puerto Rico. Adrian Adonis is on here. Scott Hall. I mean, that's a great story now because he's turned his life around. Um, right. Well, I you know looking back at old episodes that really stood out to me. I, I I love. I know they've done as many documentaries on the Montreal screw, screw job as they did at the '85 Bears, but like I really enjoyed the Dark Side of the Ring episode for that uh, topic. Um, 
I, I, you know, this may be my own opinion, but I like to see actual follow up, just a one episode thing where they could really hash out whatever's going on with Cornette and Russo. I think that's possible. Um, even though I've heard the stories over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck Zumhoff, that's a, boy, that's a whole different, you can Google that. I'm not going to go Ooh. into that. Um, How about this, Hoodie? Uh, the, Car- the Carter family. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how far you could dig on that well. Like, you, we could talk about, we could find out more about the Carter family. And, like, you know, if they disown Dixie, that's a bigger story. I think they're still together, right. though, right? If they, if the family said, you know, screw you, you cost us $50 million on your pet project, like, that's more of what I'm looking for. I don't think they're. I think they're still together, though. I I like Will Mahoney on Twitter says the McMahon steroid trial, the WWF Ring Boy scandal. Oh, uh, that's that's an early '80s deal there. Um, <laughs> the trial of Jerry Lawler, dating you know allegedly going out with uh, underage girls. Uh, I think that's those are some interesting choices. Uh, and by the way, if you've not seen Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, uh, it's on YouTube, it's on YouTube as well. Check that out. If you're a wrestling fan, check out the um, the stories there because they're riveting. Um, there's some things that, as a wrestling fan, that, things I did not know. Uh, like I I had no interest in the Dino Bravo story until I saw it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it went that deep. And I even I learned from that. So there's something for everybody on those Dark Side of the Ring um, uh, specials on Vice. Yeah, and they had one on the Road Warriors. Um, we know, unfortunately, that uh, Road Warrior Animal, unfortunately, passed away uh, about a month ago. Um, and getting to hear his story and Paul Ellering and um, on Hawk as well, that that was a really good episode as well. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the wrestler that was going after the newsman for uh, calling <laughs> wrestling fake. Oh, doc- I, I, doc- had the image, I just forgot the name. Yeah, Dr. D- David Schultz. That episode was insane. <laughs> I mean that that made worldwide news, like because it was John Stossel, right? Like that because twenty twenty was the show that made twenty twenty was a big show on ABC, and for him to get slapped in the in the face, and then of course now in twenty twenty he smiles about it because he know he I won't say he faked it, but he uh, he uh, I I would say. Uh, situated his injury or made it bigger than what it was. Now he laughs at it, knowing that hey, yeah, he got slapped, but he's kind of happy that he got paid and he did that in the, uh, you know, in the documentary. So right now, Doctor D was for real. Now Doctor D was Steve Austin before Steve Austin. What without question? Um, Correct. Mm. And lastly, TWT Nation. You can go to The Sun in the UK and read this story. So, uh, a Shotzi Blackheart, a former Tough Enough competitor now with NXT, is capitalizing on her stool. She is willing to, if you give her $5, she will send a picture of her feces. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you haven't heard that story? No. <laughs> yeah, if you pay $5 to her PayPal, uh, she will send you a picture of her feces if that's what you're into. That's It's on the Sun uh, newspaper in the UK. 
Hey, you know, I, this is a cheap plug for uh, Cap and J-Hood. I heard you guys talk about weird things that are going on on Zooms. And they had uh, one of the attorneys from the OJ case that, <laughs> you, if it's probably for those who are listening to this on a Tuesday, obviously. But um, <laughs> these things with cameos and uh, OnlyFans and all this, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, me, I personally don't get. I'm not paying five bucks to see your feet. <laughs> well, what about Shotzi Blackheart shit? Are you going to go pay files for that? I don't know. Maybe Odell will. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you have, <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Shotzi Blackheart will pay you. She will send you pictures of her morning stool. If you pay her five dollars in her PayPal, that's on the Sun in the UK. All right. <laughs> okay. There you have it. Don't forget to go to. Uh, the Hoots Podcast, wherever you download your podcast, look for the Hoots Podcast with my friend Josh, and don't forget ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> well, that was fun. Went through a draft. It really shows you that there is a lot of talent in AEW and NXT. There's a lot of names who left off the list, a lot of veterans and young talent, but wrestling has a lot of quality uh, talent on their rosters and so I'm glad we were able to do that exercise of AEW versus NXT and our personal draft thank you for listening thanks for being part of the show as always Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday every Tuesday wherever you download your podcast tell people don't be selfish share this tell people hey are you a wrestling fan Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling every Tuesday on the ESP of Chicago app and wherever you download your podcast. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. You know why? Because it comes out on Tuesdays, everybody. Tuesdays. So thanks so much for checking in. And next week, a little Hell in the Cell. We'll be able to talk about uh, some other news and notes around professional wrestling. But as always, thanks so much for listening. And so long from the land of Lincoln. Uh-uh. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.